Welcome to Fulfilled, where we embrace the truth that says you can't pour from an empty cup. Join your host, Sarah Nicole, your local wellness encourager, as we explore the transformative journey of filling your cup so that you can find hope and peace, replenish, renew, and rediscover the promises God has for you on this empowering podcast. Ooh, I'm excited for this one. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to Fulfilled. Today we're going to be talking about a sober journey, faith, mental health, and physical well-being. So on the last episode, we talked about vulnerability and sharing your personal testimony. So why not get into that a little bit deeper today? And the following events that we're going to talk about today take place after the final chapter of my book, So That. If you haven't checked that out, definitely recommend reading that. You can get it on Amazon or my website. But it is basically just my testimony paired with a devotional. But when I wrote the testimony, I was pregnant with my son and I published the book and God was like, I was not done writing your story which obviously I was only 30 at the time, but I felt like it was a good place to share my story with the world. And then I felt the Lord say, like, I have so much more. In fact, that was a phrase that was repeated to me multiple times by multiple people in my life when a lot of the stuff we're going to talk about was going on. Then the phrase was, there's still more. Even my pastor wrote it on a board. Like I had this like whiteboard um, for this event we did together. And, and he wrote those words, there's still more. And it impacted me so greatly. And it planted this seed that I'm now seeing the, the fruit from, but God was like, you can, you know, market your book and all that jazz, but you're not done telling your story because God did some really cool stuff after that final chapter in my book, which I wrote the book when I was pregnant with my son, Sage. And after I had my son, a lot of things in my life changed. So before we get into that, let's like rewind a little bit and let's talk about my first experiences with alcohol, which when we talk about sobriety today, it, it doesn't, I don't want you to hear, oh, well, I'm not an alcoholic, so this doesn't apply to me because there's so much more to sobriety than alcohol use or even drug use. Um, I will talk a little bit about some marijuana usage. So just keep in mind when I'm referring to sobriety, it doesn't just mean substances. It can also apply to social media usage and any habits. But today I'm going to talk about sobriety as a tool for your mental health, your physical health, and even your faith. For me, it applies to alcohol. So when I was in college, I went to a community college for the first year, so I stayed at home. The second year, I went to Tarleton, and so I lived in the dorms. Well, that first, I think it was like the first week of college, my boyfriend at the time dumped me, and I was so depressed, so I went to a frat party and got blackout drunk, because why not? And it was funny, because everyone was doing shots of whatever the alcohol of the night was, and I was doing my shots from a regular-sized cup. So I blacked out. I lost my ID that night. I lost my phone. I lost my card to get into the dorm. So I have no idea how I woke up in my room, but I had a hangover for about three days and my mom ended up having to drive down and take care of me. And I don't know why that wasn't enough to stop me from continuing this habit, but it wasn't. I continued that habit 
leading up until the point where I tried to kill myself in that exact same dorm room. And even after I dropped out of college, got help, turned my life around mentally, I continued drinking. And for me, it was a it was like a, a coping mechanism of, well, when I'm drunk, I don't think about my bipolar. I don't think about cutting my wrists. I'm just, you know, happy-go-lucky, fun Sarah. And so I continued doing that for years, even so the my husband, Seth, when we were dating, which that was, you know, eight, nine years ago, we would go out to bars or like like clubs, not clubs. What do you call it where you go country dancing? We would do that. And I would get drunk and have a great old time just dancing the night away. And I would get pretty much blackout where I wouldn't remember the second half of the evening. And that habit continued on until just a couple of years ago. And hear me out. Like I was not doing this on a regular basis. It was like, this was like weekly. And then as I became a mom, it became like more of a monthly thing or a bi-monthly thing. So when I was thinking about my drinking habits, I didn't think there was a problem because I wasn't doing it on a regular basis. It wasn't necessarily stopping me from being a wife and a mother. I wasn't ever drinking on the job. Like I never had those issues. It was just going out with girlfriends or going out with couples or going to a wedding or whatever. And I wanted to have a good time. So I would drink, but it was never just one drink. It was always the whole bottle. And so that leads me to my last time drinking. I was with my mom and a girlfriend. We were at a winery and we were just having a, you know, your typical girls night. And I had a a whole bottle of wine and hi, Bubba. (laughs) Um, so funny. I had a whole bottle of wine and I don't remember the second half of the evening. And even like to this day, my mom and my friend are like, you, there wasn't an issue. There was, you weren't like annoying. You were fine. You were safe. You didn't drive drunk, but I just, I didn't remember the night and it would just, it bothered me. Like if I'm drinking to have a good time, but I'm not remembering the good time, what's the point? Well, That was June 28th or June 29th. Either way, I woke up the next morning at like 5 5 a.m. And I was just laying in bed feeling, you know, hungover, like you do. (laughs) Headache, stomach ache, just fatigue. And Seth was in the bed next to me asleep. And I just felt like there was a presence in the room, a, a dark presence. And the room was pitch black. And I just felt like in the left corner of my bedroom, was, I don't even know what to call it, like just a darkness. I felt like I was being watched and judged. And like, I almost had this visual of your typical, you know, from the movies, think about the guy in the final scene of Fantasia with the big horns and the red eyes. And he was like rubbing his hands together, like, I'm winning. And I couldn't get that image out of my head. And so I leapt out of bed and grabbed my Bible and ran to the living room. And I just finally felt this peace wash over me. And I felt like the Lord said, put that cup down. It no longer serves you. And so I said, this moment going forward, I will not rely on alcohol to find pleasure. And I haven't been drunk since. And don't get me wrong, like I'll have a sip of, of someone's drink just to taste. I'll have, I think I've had maybe 
half a glass of wine since then, but it's no longer a crutch of, well, we're going out and in order to have fun socially, I have to get wasted. So that was the moment that led up to me deciding to be sober. And that was June 29th of 2022. Yeah. So almost, you know, not quite two years in, but it definitely feels good to say that that's not something that I, I need. And I feel like it's brought me to a place of peace. So that was in June. And then in August, it's just a couple months later, I went to another church and it was an incredible moment of worship. And I, they, at the end of the the service, the pastor said, if you struggle with mental health, I would like you to come to the altar. And this was a huge church. So like, I wasn't the only one. There was a, felt like 30 different people up at the altar and we're just worshiping. And this, it felt like I was in this giant crowd and this lady you can see like is weaseling through the crowd and she comes up to me and she puts her hand on my shoulder and says, I don't know you, but I saw you from across the room and I just had to tell you freedom is coming for you. And I literally fell to my knees and began to sob, like violently sob. And I was like, oh, yes, thank you, Jesus. I'm going to be free from my mental health problems. I'm free from alcohol. Yay. And the whole message that day was about mental health. And they sang the song Sound Mind. And oh, it's such a good song. Y'all look it up. But the pastor kept saying, like, being of sober mind, being of sound mind. And I was like, yay, that's me. I'm sober. Yay, me. And I was still using marijuana for mental health purposes. So I take, I would take tinctures um, of THC to help me with my anxiety. And I didn't think that I had a problem. And I still at that moment didn't think that I had a problem. But over the next couple of months, I kept feeling this nudge to turn over my weed use. And I think it was December when I really started feeling like I don't need to be getting high anymore, even if it is to help me mentally. And then in the first Sunday in January, our pastor spoke on habits and turning over habits to the Lord. And he had this baptism trough. It's where we, you know, like a, a giant silver thing and it's where we baptize people, but it was empty. And it had some dirt in it. And he said, write down your habits that you want to give over to God and throw them in the baptism trough, the baptismal thing. And I wrote down bipolar and marijuana. And then everyone came up and threw their little pieces of paper in and he poured dirt over it. And it was just like the symbol of like, you're burying those habits. You're dying to yourself and becoming new in Christ. And so I I gave up my marijuana usage. And it was a cool moment because you know, when I was 20 and I got off of all of my mental health medicines, God was like, trust me, I will heal you. Trust me to handle your mental health. And he, he proved that over 12 years. And he was like, this, in this moment in January, he was like, do it again. You've trust me before to help you heal mentally. So trust me again. And I mean, I have, I have been good. Like I, I'm a human. I still struggle, right? Like I still have a little bit of anxiety from day to day, but nothing like it was before. And the, their marijuana use, like it wasn't a problem. Like I wasn't, it really wasn't a problem. The worst thing that was happening when I was getting high was 
I wasn't present with my family because I would I would get so high that I would just kind of like sink into the couch. And it's kind of funny. It's it's kind of ironic. So in 2022, I planned a mental health conference and it got it was a lot of stress and I partnered with this company or this coalition called Reach Across Johnson County and they are a substance abuse prevention coalition. Well, they wanted to have more to do with mental health. And so they partnered with me for this mental health conference, which gave them, you know, the ability to be involved in the mental health community. And they've really blossomed. Like since then, they do a lot for mental health. Well, the irony is that while I was planning this conference for them, with them, I was so stressed out. Planning any event is stressful, but planning like a big scale conference where you're getting on stage and telling everyone that you struggle with mental health, you're going to try to help them. (laughs) It's hard. And so I would get so stressed out. Like I got to a point where if my phone would buzz, my breathing would speed up and my heart would race. And even if it was just like a text message, like asking a simple question, I felt like I couldn't handle it. And so we would get off of our Zoom calls or our meetings for planning the conference And I would go to the bathroom and either, you know, smoke a joint or I never smoked joints. It was always for my pipe. (laughs) I would smoke on my pipe or I would go take the liquid tinctures, which that's just like the liquid form of THC. And I would get so high to make up for how stressed I was. Well, then I would just, you know, like sit on the couch and be useless, which wasn't causing anyone harm, but it definitely wasn't helping my kids be in a state of thriving. So that was just ironic. You know what I mean? (laughs) But that's my story and um, I'm sticking to it. I love where I'm at today, you know, sober and clear and sober minded and of sound mind. And so real quickly, I want to get into why sobriety is important and a couple of tools that you can use for any habits that you may have. Remember when I say sobriety, that doesn't just mean alcohol or drugs or weed. It it could be um, just habits like picking or social media or negative thinking, anything like that. So why is it so important? For me, you guys know I care so much about physical health. If you're drinking, you're actually not sleeping good. A lot of people rely on alcohol to sleep deep, but it actually messes with your cycles, your sleep cycles. So when you quit drinking. It can improve your sleep, your energy levels, and your liver function. Hello. (laughs) But then like having habits, any other habits are keeping you from trusting in the Lord. So let's lean into him and ask him to help us with our habits. And then some of the stereotypes I want to break down are like people that are like, well, I'm an alcohol or I'm not an alcoholic. You don't have to be an alcoholic to be sober. I was not an alcoholic. And I don't even know if you could say I had a drinking problem. I just, you could say that about me now as I'm sitting here with three different cups. I I have a drinking problem because I love drinks, not just, not alcohol drinks. I love, like right now I have a tea, uh, two different teas, actually one hot, one cold and a water. And in just a little bit, I'm going to have a juice. So you could say I have a drinking problem, but don't, don't worry about labeling your sober journey. And um, some tools that I want to share with you real quick are getting a support system, which requires you being vulnerable. A lot of this goes back to the episode before this, getting your community, but there's an app and that app is called I am sober. And you can literally enter any habit that you want to break. And it, it, there's like a, a community forum. 
There's trackers on there. Like it tells you how many days you are sober from whatever habit. And they even give you positive affirmations, which is the next tool. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There's another secular affirmation I really like to use, which says, I can do hard things. So when you are struggling, for example, when you're at a wedding or a party and everyone around you is getting wasted and you're sitting there going, I don't like this. This is so hard for me. You can sit there and say to yourself, I can do hard things or I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Okay. I really hope that that encouraged you to break some habits and maybe you have a sober journey and you want to share it with the world. Put it out there. I promise you're going to be met with so much encouragement. I remember seeing people, actually like people I knew saying, I'm 500 days sober or whatever. And I remember going, they're not alcoholics. But then they would talk about, well, no, but I quit drinking and I've lost all this weight and I, I have all this energy and my kids are so involved with me. And I don't know, there was just a lot of hope from seeing other people's sobriety journey. And I'm so glad that I saw that so that I could be encouraged to start mine. And I want to encourage you today. As we draw the curtains on another inspiring episode of Fulfilled, the podcast, I want to thank you for joining us today. Your time and your presence mean the world to me. Remember, the journey to fulfillment is ongoing, and you're not alone. Whether you found a nugget of wisdom, a spark of hope, or a moment of reflection, I hope this episode leaves you feeling encouraged. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And hey, share the love. If you know someone who could benefit from the messages that are shared here, pass it on. Be sure to follow me on social media for more free tips and tricks, updates, and a community that understands the path that you're on. Before we part ways, take a moment for yourself. Breathe, reflect, and remember, you are stronger than you think. Thank you for being part of the Fulfilled community. Until next time, stay hopeful, stay empowered, and fill that cup. Peace and blessings.